Intentionally Grounded, sponsored by GoRo, simplifying scout teams through simple and direct coach-to-player communication. Episode 22's guest is the head coach of Fairmont High School, Matt Mahoney. Coach Mahoney shares with us his program and staff building strategies and explains the foundational values he has instilled in the program. He also explains the difficulties and changes in the coaching profession today and what remedies could improve the game moving forward. Coach also recalls the impact of his grandfather on his coaching career and explains the characteristics that makes Fairmont a special place. Don't forget to check out our website at igfootballcoach.com for all our latest blog posts and podcast episodes. And please leave us a review on one of our podcasting networks, such as iTunes or Stitcher, and help share and grow our program with others. Enjoy our latest guest, Coach Matt Mahoney. We're here live with the head football coach of the Fairmont High School Cardinals, Matt Mahoney. Coach, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, uh, you know, I graduated from Fairmont High School in 1999. I ended up going down to Wartburg College in Waverly, Iowa. Played a year down there. Uh, Transferred to Rochester. uh, Spent a year there. Um, and then I ended up transferring again to Mankato State, uh, MSU, and uh, I was a student assistant football coach there for three years. Um, had some really good time up there. Uh, Dan Runkle was the head coach my first year, and then uh, Clarence Holly was there my second, uh, my last two years. Um, then I graduated from college, ended up going to St. James, where I uh, student taught up there. Uh, I worked with Brad Wendland, he was head football coach there. Uh, and then after I got done student teaching, I was offered a long-term uh, sub-job back here in Fairmont for uh, the rest of the, the school year in March, and I uh, worked out pretty well. And um, about a week after uh, the, the school year got ended, they said, well, we want you to come back next year as a part-time guy. And so I said, well, that kind of sounds like a good deal. Didn't have anything lined up at the time. Um, so I came back, coached football um, with Troy Cody. And the following year, they, they brought me in full-time. So I spent another year uh, here in Fairmont uh, working under Troy. And Troy ended up leaving um, to be a principal up at uh, uh, up in North Dakota. And uh, I interviewed for the position and got it. So I've been here now 12 years and uh, loving every minute of it. Now the last name Mahoney is quite common around here. Your grandfather obviously is one of the legendary coaches in the high school ranks here in, in the state of Minnesota. What has your grandfather done for the community of Fairmont with establishing a football program? You know, I think it, it goes back deep, um, really deep, I should say. You know, he, uh, he came over from Lake City, and, and back then, you know, it was, I think Fairmont was a stepping stone for him, and, and I don't think he was planning on being here long term. Uh, it was more of a step up from Lake City, and, you know, I, I think he wanted to get back to the, to the Minneapolis area. Uh, he ended up, he graduated from uh, uh, Minneapolis Edison, I believe, and so I think his, his long-term goal is to get back there, and, and so this was kind of a short stay here, and, and um, but my grandma, she really fell in love with the community and the town and the school district, and um, he, I think he did as well, and they ended up having seven kids, and it just, it was just a, a really, you know, great community for them to, to raise their family and you know and for me it's it's been kind of the same deal you know um, being a graduate from here and, and you know having him as my grandpa growing up and um, I kind of been in the same boat as he is you know I just I love this community I love this town um, you know we've had we've had great support through our you know our newspaper our radio our school district our administration has always been good um, it's just it's a great place to coach live teach and raise kids. What would you say is your grandfather's probably largest impact on you as a football coach? 
Um, you know, the one thing about my grandpa, you know, and, he, and he's got a lot of, you know, success and, you know, he's in a lot of Hall of Fames and, um, you know, he was one of the pioneers that to doing a lot of things with the Minnesota State High School League, with the playoff system, with the all-star football game. Um, you know, he, when he retired, he had the most wins and, you know, and I, and I don't think, you know, in my, in my time with my grandpa, it was never about any of that stuff. It was never about X's and O's. You know, I couldn't really tell you and, and draw up, you know, what his base formation was or, you know, his best football play was, you know, because we, we never really got to that. Um, I think it was more about just the little things in life, you know, and I think the one thing my grandpa always told me is, you know, you got to be loyal. You got to be loyal to the people around you. You got to be loyal to your coaches, to your players, to your school. Um, and I think with, with, with loyalty goes a long way. And so I think that was probably one of the things that he taught me um, the most was, was just being loyal to people. Now, you are kind of a, a dying breed in the sense that you juggle both the athletic director position and also the head football coach position. What's it like trying to balance those two things, especially during a, a normal football season? You know, right away at the, you know, my first year of doing it, um, at the time, Jake Keech and I were kind of doing it together um, for about the first couple of weeks and, or I should say the first couple of months and about November, then he ended up going in, into being more the dean of students. And so kinda, I kind of had to take take on that role. And, um, you know, this, this upcoming fall will be my eighth year as the athletic director, head football coach, and also teaching. And, and I think it just kind of comes down to organization and, you know, being able to, to have all your ducks in a row and, and making sure that you got all the schedules ready to go and officials lined up and you know your bus times you know those are kind of the big things and you know we have such a great school district here that that we have a lot of people that are that are that are willing to come back and officiate for us and you know are willing to take care of the clock and the scoreboard and you know take tickets and you know so I think we have a really good established uh, working environment here and I and I think that's been one thing for me to be to be very successful as an athletic director is there's a lot of things that we have in place um, also with a lot of our coaches you know we, we, we haven't had a ton of turnover um, as far as coaches goes in the bit in the big scheme we've had a few changes in, in some in some uh, sports but in the big picture overall you know it's been very good we've been able to have coaches come back and that kind of makes it easier a little bit as well and, and I think from the football side of it too you know I uh, I got very good assistant football coaches and, and I think one of the keys to my success is I think maybe um, delegating and giving some power away to, to my assistants and letting them kind of run with some things. And I think that's helped me in the long run, not having to worry so much about, you know, what, what player are we going to run on third and two or, you know, Brad, what's, what are they going to come out in if it's third and five? So I think being able to just kind of have a working relationship and trying to be as organized as I possibly can. What would you say are some of the foundational values that your football program is hopefully built upon? You know, I think it's more about the program. You know, I think that's probably the number one thing. It's not about me. Um, it's not about, you know, who our starting quarterback is. It's it's about the program in general. You know, going back to, to, to Tom Mahoney, to Jim Simser, to Troy Cody. Um, I think I think that the pride and the tradition is there, and I think our, our community has, has a, a strong pride in it on its football program and you know in 2011 when we went up to the to Metrodome and we ended up being the second in the state it was just it was phenomenal to see all the red and white there and and I think that the tradition the pride of it um, is is where it starts um, you know and, and as a guy that graduated from here and you know going to football games when my grandpa was coaching you know I, I take great pride in, in this program and um, I try to do the best job I can and, and the other thing too I think is it's just hard work you know and I think that's something that that we're starting to lose um, more and more of each day and, and it, it's just grinding days out you know and it's getting up and going to the weight room in the morning and, and coming out to camp and practice and, and doing the things that you need to do and I think those those two are probably the, the, the big two things. 
In terms of your experience from when you played to now as you transitioned to head coach, how has the game evolved and changed since you first got involved in it? Yeah, you know, uh, in, in, I'll, I'll speak back to my grandpa. This is kind of fun. You know, he, he, he would run the ball 80% of the time, and he, would, and he passed the ball 20% of the time. But he would always say, yeah, that, and that 20%, you know, 15 of it came in pregame. So um, I think just the evolution of football has, has, has really, you know, transformed. And I remember when I was at Mankato being a, um, uh, an assist, a student assistant coach there, um, that's when the spread offense started to get big. And when I was in high school, we ran uh, the wishbone. And so we were running, you know, all option, reading everything. And then we, when we went to, when I was at Mankato, um, then it, the spread started to get big. So I kind of got my, my toes wet in that stuff a little bit. And then when I came back to Fairmont, um, we were running the I formation. So I kind of seen a little bit of three different styles of football. And, um, you know, I think we, as of today, I think we run about two out of the three, and um, it's been fun. Um, you know, I, I like throwing the football probably a little bit more than 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 Big Tom did back in the day, but um, it's also a different set of athletes that we have now compared to um, you know 20 years ago. What's the biggest challenge facing high school football coaches in your estimation in in the country today? Well, you know, I, I hate to say the big C word, but I think that's out there the, the concussion piece of it. Um, and you know, back then, you know, back 20 years ago, we didn't we didn't have all the stuff you know we didn't have all the the knowledge and the equipment and everything that we had today and you know I, I, there's no doubt about it people are faster stronger quicker than they ever have been um, but I also think that as a as a, a country as a state I think we're, we're, we're taking football more serious we're teaching the game um, better ways to tackle you know we're, we're, we have better equipment um, I don't think we're, we're grinding on the body like we used to you know I think a lot of the old timers can can attest you know we, we go to two days and it was you know from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m at night and it was just a grind the whole day and now it's you know on Tuesdays and Thursdays we have one practice and that's it so I, I think that part of it has, has changed a little bit and I also think with kids it's a little bit different too you know I think you know a handful of years ago you know kids went out just just to be out and to be a part of the team and I think some of the things that we see today is if well if I don't get to play then then why do I want to go out for a sport and, and it's not just football I think it's it, that's in about any any sport in every case and um, unfortunately that's just the way our society is today but uh, um, but for the most part I think our participation here at Fairmont's been pretty good. Well, now you've kind of touched on this earlier but if you're going about building a, a staff what are some of the qualities or, or things you look for in an assistant coach? You know, um, loyalty, obviously number one, and and I think the other part of it is is I don't want everybody to be the same. I, I, I kind of like having a little bit of diverse uh, diversity in, in the staff. Um, another thing that I think is very important is that, is that they are teachers. Um, I think teachers make great football coaches. Um, and I also, the, the other big piece that I like about it is, you know, <clears throat> what can this coach give me that's maybe a little bit different from this guy, and this guy a little bit different from this guy. And I think, you know, what we've had here at Fairmont, we, we've kind of had that um, different variety a little bit, and, and, and I think that's part of the reason why we've been successful is that we have just, we've had some really good assistant coaches here. Now, you've been to state three times here at Fairmont as the head football coach. In your estimation of all those three teams, what has been a kind of a common characteristic these three teams shared that kind of led to their success? Um, there's no doubt about it. It's been leadership. It's, it's about those, those three years that we went, um, we had great leaders. Um, and it, 
we've had talent, there's no doubt about it, those three years as well, but I think leadership goes a long ways, and, and, and I have to give a little credit to P.J. Fleck, you know, he talked about, you know, um, about refusing to lose, and, you know, and I think all three of those years, those guys, they, they, they refused to lose, and especially in 2011, they, they just, they knew how to win football games, and I think that carried over, and in 2013, they knew how to win football games, and this last, uh, this past season, uh, we lost in the first round of the state tournament, but those guys, you know, they, they lost in two section finals the year before, and so they they kind of knew how to get there. They knew the formula, and it finally everything clicked for them, and 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 we were able to to win it. You know, kind of starting to wrap things up here a little bit. When we look down the line, about twenty or thirty years, and we look back at the Matt Mahoney era, what would you prefer to be your legacy here in the Fairmont football program? You know, consistency, doing things right, um, you know, being successful on the football field um, and also off the football field and, and just making smart decisions and, and enjoying football, enjoying life and, and trying to get better every day. Uh, we always end everything with uh, a tradition here. You have to pick your walk-up song as if you're a professional wrestler or professional baseball player. If you had to pick yours, what would it be and why? You know, I, uh, I, I'm kind of a copycat kind of a person. You know, I kind of copy a lot of X's and O's and then I, you know, I take things a lot from clinics. So I think one thing that I would probably do for my walkout sign, uh, song is I'd probably have to hook up with The Undertaker. And I, and I want that theme. I, and I think that is the most, you know, there's no doubt about it. When he comes out, everybody knows that The Undertaker is coming with the, with the smoke coming up and, and, the, and the bells going. I think that was pretty cool. If you found this podcast helpful, please take the time to go and leave a review, either on Stitcher or iTunes, and let us know what you think.